morning and welcome to Atheist Talk on KTNF AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Good morning to all of you joining us locally by radio and streaming online. We appreciate you tuning in. Today is Sunday, May 25th. No. Yes, May yes, 25th. 25th, yeah. okay. It is Memorial Day weekend, so... I think it's the 26th. 26th. Well, whatever. Oh. You know, oh, that means I put the wrong date on all of the auger plates that I labeled yesterday. Uh, I'm going to get so much grief from my coworkers. Oh, yeah, they'll figure it out. That's not a problem. Okay, good. Because they're in the right incubator and the right stacks and everything okay, else. Okay, good. Okay, good. Yeah. I just know that, that labeling can be very important for something like that. And I was on the urine culture desk yesterday, so they're going to be looking at me like, oh, you're in trouble. Uh, well, we appreciate you tuning in. <laughs> I am your host, Hertzy Hertz, here in studio with Maddie Love. Um, and hopefully soon via um, phone, we will have Sharon from the Habeas Humor podcast. Um, we're going to be talking about the recent abortion restrictions. Uh, that have been going around. So this is, I know, a very hot topic. Um, if you do have a question or concern, please do. This is an open conversation. You can call us at 952-946-6205. Email us at radio at mnatheist.org. Tweet us at Atheist Talk or check out the Facebook page, Atheist Talk. The phone number is only available while we are live. So please don't call the studio later and c- complain about us. Do it while we're here in studio. That would be best. But I mean, they could also complain to us on Facebooks. Yes. Or Twitters. Or Twitters or email. Yeah. I read all of those. I let you read those. (laughs) All right. Well, Maddie, can you – I was going to say, do we get a thing? No. We're still waiting for the connection to go through. Ah, gotcha. All right. So So what I wanted to – I actually thought this was appropriate. Because this conversation was aborted before it was ever started. <laughs> I thought we were going to be able to carry it to term, but it just did not work. And here's the deal. We do take this kind of thing serious. We do take this topic very seriously, but we also understand that there are people who use humor. <laughs> uh, we are yes. both one of them. Yes. Uh, so let's start with just a bit of the what. Like, what do we know about the bills that are going through? What are they including and such? I know it's Georgia, Kentucky, Alabama, Ohio. Missouri, Ohio. I think. And Texas. Did oh, you say Texas? Texas. Yeah. Yep. Texas was one of the first ones I heard about because that was before I went to Texarkana and was just like, oh, wow, that's creepy. Texarkana. That's the Texas. Texas, Arkansas, Arkansas border. Okay. Don't go there. <laughs> I, well, I've driven through there because I have a family that lives in Oklahoma. Okay. And so sometimes we take different routes home to try to make it more interesting because, you know. Yeah. But so those are the ones that are going through. Um, right now, I think the biggest thing they're including is sentencing for this, which I know has been anything from life in prison to the death penalty, which seems um, – Kind of overreaction. Yeah, and one of the things I've loved, not loved, that I found interesting, and, and it's you know through Facebook memes or whatever, mm-hmm. but the idea that wait a minute, so I'm going to go to jail for longer than the rapist. Yes, because let's be honest, there's a fair number of these that have to do with with rape and, and incest, which honestly, typically, if they're going for an abortion, is 
just rape. Well, I mean, to be fair, like, I, the, the one thing I don't like about that meme is, like, it unfairly classifies, like, puts all of these people in, like, oh, if you're getting an abortion, it must be rape. Mm. You know, and it's like that's not the case at all. Like, no. There's lots of reasons, and none of them are my business. Exactly. So, oh, you're going to see if we can get a connection? Uh, well, I, I have a phone number. Um, I love it when people, strangers, share their number with me. <laughs> well, she, I don't, she's not really a stranger. Well, I mean, I have never met her. Neither have I. I'm excited to, though. So, well, Maddie does that. Um, another part of this that kind of is going into that, into the idea of these bills, is how far along a person is, which actually I'm wishing Maddie was back because. She's more of the science-minded, but they're talking about how there's, they're calling it the heartbeat bill. And now, Maddie, you're science-minded, so you can talk about these wonderful cells. Uh, I am not a fe- – I'm a clinical microbiologist. I am not a clinical fetologist or whatever, fetolo- feta- fe- fetus – Fetusologist? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you call it. Embryonologist, maybe? Because like oh, that might work. I mean, we're literally talking about something the size of a pinto bean. Yeah. And, and it's not really a heart. It's simply a connection of cells with an electronic pul- electric pulse that are beating in time. And beating isn't even the right word. So I have a question. Because this is what I've heard is that if you took that, that group of cells and you put it, oh, say, in a Petri dish without anything else. They would die. But, okay, but you... Sorry. <laughs> But if you ran an electric current, the right electric current through, those those would beat, correct? That's my understanding because, like, it doesn't take much to, like, yeah. That's what a pacemaker does. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I hope that experiment has never been done on fetal cells, even though I don't think they're human. Um, oh. Oh. We're still having connection issues. I now this is better because I had actually wanted to talk about the Game of Thrones ending, <laughs> and Hertzy nixed that right down. Only because none of us had seen it. <laughs> yeah, we could give a spoiler-free review of it. I've seen enough memes that I've actually been pretty spoiled on it. <laughs> um, yeah, I have seen enough memes to know that it's that it had a better ending than Firefly. And that's because it had an ending. That's true. And that uh, there are people that loved it and people that did not. Aye, aye, aye. Um, Sorry, I got you off topic. No, that's fine. But yeah, so they're talking about, you know, this this whole heartbeat bill, which, you know, we talked about how it's not even an actual heart. It's more just a small collection of cells. Um, but they're also talking about six, about, you know, this being about six weeks. Yeah. Which is kind of hilarious because... People with a uterus, you don't even understand. You know, you don't even have the idea of oh, I might be, until usually six, or I'm sorry, eight weeks later. My wife didn't know she was pregnant with our last child until two and a half months. Wow! Because she still had, um, and this is maybe TMI, but she shared this publicly. So, but she was still having all the normal things that you would expect if you weren't pregnant for all, you know for those that you know. <laughs> so. Which would be periods. I mean, that's the biggest. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. And then, and that's another thing is, you know, sometimes, you know, you get start getting worried about that, and your period's only like, you know, two weeks late. Right. Uh, I think it's weird. Like I was like, huh? Do we really want to talk about menstruation? But then yes. again, we're talking about abortion, and it's just what, like, <laughs> the two are connected. I mean, if 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 somebody doesn't understand that the two are connected, I don't. 
I mean, you don't need a science degree to know that. Apparently in Alabama, you do. <laughs> we are not in Alabama. I do. I did hear as you were talking. There's something mm-hmm. that I really liked that you said. You said people with uteruses, yes, or you know, whatever. And you know, as a trans person, like on one hand, I don't want to ever derail the conversation when we're talking about women's rights or reproductive rights. You know, when somebody, if somebody's like women's rights, it's like, well, I mean, yes, it needs. I want more inclusive language used, but at the same time, like, hey, I really want like. To move this conversation forward, and I don't want to be derailing the conversation by, like, trying to make it about trans stuff. But that conversation still needs to be had, and it's still important. It is. And it it's one of those things where it's like – I think our default words are oftentimes for this subject women. And it's one of those I have – you know, I know I need to keep reminding myself there are people who are not women who do have uteruses. And it's one of those – it's like – I do like that phrase, though, people with uteruses. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like – um how I try not to say illegal immigrants anymore. I right. try to say people without papers because yeah. here's the biggest thing. They are still people. Uh-huh. They are still human beings. They you know, they should have kindness. And I'm going to run into the other room and give a different phone number to our studio engineer. Awesome. Because our studio engineer is super. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, and then there's another part of this, which is I find very interesting, which is whether or not a person can go to another state. Because that's one of the things people often say about these bills is, well, if you don't like the rules here, then go somewhere else. And I know in Ohio, I I think it was Ohio, um, it may have been one of the other states, they actually talked about how, you know, if you go to another state to do this, you can get 10 years in prison for conspiracy to commit. And we're probably going to hopefully going to touch on this either this time or because I'm sure we will come up. This will come up again. Yeah. Um, it, it does kind of bring up the question of the separate the state's rights. Well, right, because Minnesota has legal abortion. Exactly. So if, I, if somebody's from Georgia comes and, to Minnesota and does something that is 100 percent legal in Minnesota, how can Georgia punish them under state law? Exactly. I'm not a legal expert. I don't know how that works. Uh, it sounds a little fishy. It does. Minnesota's not prosecuting people for going to Colorado and smoking weed. No, no. And it does, like I said, it brings about the question of how far state rights going to go. Um, Now, hopefully Sharon will have a better answer because she is a lawyer. Um, But I do know that, you know, I think it's like the states, I think the state law is supposed to kind of over, not overturn, but be in a sense above or like stops the Oh, is she on? Nope. Oh, but we have her. Okay, cool. Close enough. Well, didn't we have forty? Wasn't there like a war or something about states' rights? I feel like that. You know. Yeah. Well. Okay. Except for that, would be going into a whole thing about what the South was actually fighting about. It was slavery. It was. It was not state rights. It was slavery. It was a state right to have slavery, just like this would be the state right to abolish abortion. Yeah. Which. Hopefully we will be talking more about it as soon as we get back from the break. Thank you for joining us on 9 AM 950 KTNF. Welcome back to AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. You're tuned in to Atheist Talk, and I'm your host, Hertzie Hertz. In studio with me is Maddie Love. And via phone, we have Sharon from the Habeas Humor podcast. I'm really hoping I said that right. 
My Latin's terrible. I grew up Catholic, but you don't learn Latin anymore. No, you don't. No. You're not forced to read read it, read the Bible in Latin. No, I think like I, I learned like maybe three terms. <laughs> I know, I know one term, Ave Satanas. Yeah, see, I don't even know if that's Latin though. I think Ave is. Anyways. Okay. But Atheist Talk is produced with funding from Minnesota Atheist and Cucumbers Restaurant in Edina, Minnesota. Please consider visiting our sponsors, and if you do, let them know that you appreciate their support of Atheist Talk. If you'd like to advertise on the program and help keep us on the air, please contact us at radio at mnatheist.org. As for the here and now, if you'd like to get involved in this hot topic with Maddie, Sharon, and I, you can call us at 952-946-6205, email us at radio at mnatheist.org, or or tweet us at, at Atheist Talk. Or you can check out the Facebook page, which actually I haven't made a post. Do you want to make a post, Maddie? I think that I can find the time. You yeah. think you can find I'm it? I'm just awesome. sitting here. <laughs> All right. Well, Sharon, welcome. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. I am so excited to have you on the air. You've been on my wish list. Oh, wow. That is so flattering. I'm really delighted to be on your station. Um, after listening to all the great things about your, you know, your radio station and, and your sponsors sound delicious. Um, I'm sold. You guys are one of the better states now, Minnesota. I was going to say, we've got so many reasons for that. Yeah. I love Minnesota. I really do. I'm a big fan. Yeah. I, especially the winter. Yeah, you do. We do have pretty, pretty cruel winters. No, no. I love winter. Here. I know well, you love winter. you're talking me out of it. Oh, but you could come anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, if you, can, if you can work through it and you get used to it, it's not so bad. We have a lot of indoor places. Yeah, we do. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I remember watching some documentary on how your guys' ridiculous weather, uh, like, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. So you mm. invented the shopping mall and the mm-hmm. the, the uh, sports arena, <laughs> like with the dome. <laughs> there's one. There's a couple of suburbs out there now. Like I think Maplewood is one where they've kind of been taking ideas from California about how to do malls, and so it's a little bit more like these neighborhood blocks. And a lot of us look and go, "Why?" <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, that is kind of the modern trend isn't it it's like a yeah being outdoors and it's like uh, it's wonderful and right now right now right now but oftentimes if minnesota weather is like it is right now which is gorgeous it's perfect we're outside doing things that don't involve shopping so speaking of things coming out early we we had a topic (laughs) that is true that is true don't get us start being minnesotans started on the weather we'll talk about it forever um, so the first the first segment, we actually covered kind of what these bills are, what do they include, some of the sentencing that they're talking about, you know, even going to other states, which I know we'll touch on a little bit later, hopefully. Um, the next kind of area I wanted to cover is why are all of these, you know, restriction bills coming up? Mm-hmm. And it's it sounds like this, there's a whole idea of going up to the Supreme Court. Is that kind of what you're seeing? Absolutely. So all this, this has been an agenda for decades uh, by people who are um, dedicated to making abortion illegal. And it, on the one hand, it's, I don't know if any, if any of these people ever imagined they would actually get their goal because I think a lot of people are going to be out of work. <laughs> like, people whose job was like nothing but to, uh, you know, work full time on how to make abortion illegal. 
on a state level and on a federal level, uh, these groups like, let's see, yeah, I, I navigated off the ACLU page, which is always a mistake. I should mention that if um, if you if if your listeners have never uh, perused the ACLU website, it's incredibly comprehensive. They have whole collections of pages on every issue that they work on. Um, all kinds of great stories about the history of you know every civil rights issue, the legislation. And, um, nice. I want to say all these groups kind of sound the same, so I was trying to find the exact because I don't want to name the wrong. Um, and they all kind of have like a protect the family theme to them, don't they? Yeah, all those things like, um, that always uh, creeps me out. <laughs> family values. Yeah, but yeah. we know what kind of family they're referring to, too. Oh, yeah. Of Allosis, <laughs> heteronormative, <laughs> white family. Uh, apparently, my family would not count under that because it's just me and my four cats. <laughs> oh. But I love your family. I love my family, too. They're so cute. <laughs> and I can leave them home for a few hours and not worry. <laughs> yeah, so there are um, – and they actually have – they've even put it into comic form for for those of us who – you know, may, maybe didn't do so good on the reading. Or just have uh, very short attention spans. They <laughs> literally, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah uh, they, they may, they, you know, they, they actually have um, a whole, like, comic strip on, on the history and, and the, the continuing um, struggle. And, and so what happens is there are these, you know, these groups that are, you know, and they're, they're always funded by, um, you know, conservative um, conservative people with money, and you know they they write model legislation that they then hand off to state lawmakers. And you know if if you're a conservative state legislator, uh, you know you you get elected by promising people that you'll do everything possible to make abortion illegal um, for all these single issue voters, and then you're able to like you know. It's actually a campaign promise that that people come through on, like, and um, it's. I mean, if you're more cynical minded, uh, you know, it's something that maybe they don't even want or expect themselves to ever pass, but they can do it for their constituents, and um, and then they can kind of grandstand for their base, knowing that these laws will either not pass the state legislature, or if they do. You know they won't pass judicial review, um, but that's but now that that's actually become a different scenario with um, more conservative federal judges. Uh, it actually, you know, these things have passed in states and um, yeah, and like we've seen in the news. Yeah, and I think there's been a couple of states where the Supreme Court is has knocked it down and said no. And I've seen mm-hmm. both happy thoughts on this and not so happy thoughts on this. So what's going to happen now that I think Kentucky was the first one where they've the Supreme Court has said this is unconstitutional for and us. Con- and that's the state And that's the state Supreme, Supreme Court, right? Court. That is not the national. Mhm. Well, a state supreme court. Um, I mean, it's it's up to the state. To my knowledge, every every highest court in a state will 
will review issues of both state law and federal law, but they don't have the final say on federal law because of the supremacy of the federal government. So the, if on an issue of federal law, uh, the United States Supreme Court could overrule a state Supreme Court. Um, it's If you are um, pro-choice, then obviously um, anytime a state Supreme Court... Oh, I'm going to have to stop you right there because we're actually, we got to go to our next break, but we will return okay, after the break and we'll return with Maddie and Sharon talking about the abortion restrictions. Thank you for tuning in to Atheist Talk on AM 950 KTNF. I'm your host, Tertsy Hertz, and we're having what I would classify as a fascinating conversation with Maddie and Sharon. If you'd like to get involved in the conversation with Maddie, Sharon, and I this morning, you can call us at 952-946-6205, email us at radio at mnatheist.org, or tweet us at, at Atheist Talk, or check out the Facebook page. Before we continue this conversation, there's a bit of housekeeping I need to attend to. I want to note a group of dedicated volunteers and the generous donations of you, our listeners. You help keep Atheist Talk on the air and in podcast form. I also want to note a volunteer of the week this time, actually, which is Steve Peterson and all the work that he does behind the scenes. Steve, thank you so much. If you are able to help with the donation, please consider doing so at our Radio Fund page or our Patreon, where you can get extended interviews at www.patreon.com slash Atheist Talk. Minnesota Atheist is a 501c3 tax-deductible organization and we couldn't do the show without you, and we deeply appreciate your support. Music for Atheist Talk is by composer and member Brent Michael Davis and is used with permission. Please note, all opinions are of the guest and host only and do not necessarily reflect those of the Minnesota Atheist Organization. Now, with that mischief managed, let's get back to our conversation with Maddie and Sharon. Yes, I stole your line. That's okay. I stole it from J.K. Rowling. <laughs> which I'm, you know, which is kind of, I mean, J.K.'s got some stuff, so I'm okay stealing lines. Yeah. Yeah. Please note that all opinions are the guest and host only. Yeah, you know, to be fair, um, that it turns out that line was actually gay. <laughs> all right, let's get back to our conversation. Um, so we were talking about how the state Supreme Court and the national Supreme Court. So, sure, my, my question is with with the at least with Kentucky and a couple of these others with the state Supreme Courts, you know, knocking them down. Do you think that it's then going to go up to the federal Supreme Court? Probably so. Um, so I'm not actually sure about the Kentucky whether – I mean, I know that there has been a federal judge. Oh, okay. Um, there's been at least a decision, I think, in U.S. District Court um, finding uh, – I would have to check. Because what happens sometimes is that a lawsuit will be filed and – Let's be clear, um, lawsuits don't get filed just by lawsuit fairies, you know. Um, the only reason that these lawsuits get challenged is because um, civil rights groups such as the ACLU file them, mm-hmm. so, and so the they a- need money. So the so, ACLU is the lawsuit fairy. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and they need, they need money. <laughs> so, so instead of clapping your hands, listeners, what we need to do is we need to go to the ACLU and make a donation. That yeah. will keep the fairies alive. Yeah, even if you can give them a few dollars. Um, same with Planned Parenthood. Um, Planned Parenthood, uh, I mean, they work in conjunction. Uh, well, yeah, that would make the most sense. Yes, uh, but yeah, for every, you know, the ACLU is is one of the oldest civil rights organizations, and they cover, you know, their their thing is civil rights 
um, as uh, civil liberties, as per their acronym. Um, and then there are other organizations that uh, that also work on civil rights, but, you know, um, NARAL, um, so, and their, you know, in their acronym, it's abortion rights. And then a lot of states have their own versions. Like I know in California, there's KRAL, C-A-R-A-L. Um, so all of those, um, all of those organizations are places that, that need, you know, like if, if anyone has like even, you know, $5 to give those organizations, um, those are lawyers that work for low amounts of money, you know, um, and uh, <laughs> and as a lawyer who works for a low amount of money, I can tell you it's you know there's a lot of student loans to pay back and everything. But there are people who are just dedicated. American atheists, same thing. Freedom from Religion Foundation. Yeah, I was going um, to say if you want a local organization, um, they don't do the. I don't know how much legal stuff they do, but they do help provide abortions for people who need them. Um, Our Justice is a local Minnesota organization that I am very much enamored with. They do a lot of work to make sure that abortion is affordable for people. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, and I just heard in the news that Oregon is, um, make, you know, the, the uh, I think the governor has signed a law, if I'm not mistaken, that they're going to be giving free abortions as a matter of law. That's just, I no, I mean that's, that's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, that is like the that made me speech speechless in a happy way. <laughs> it's nice when you can see some healthcare being being free. Yes, well, to and, those who need it. Well, and it does bring up that state separation with because there are you know like Oregon and I think I heard Denver or Colorado maybe going that direction. Well, one's a city, one's a state. Yep. But it's a but it kind of brings in this question of states' rights because typically what what's happened is if something is legal, we'll take Minnesota and Wisconsin just for a quick example. If something's legal in Minnesota but not legal in Wisconsin, you know, if you go to Wisconsin and you do it, you know, we can extradite you to Wisconsin, I guess. But if you go to Minnesota and do it. You know, technically, it's not illegal. And Ohio, I know, has a conspiracy to commit murder on theirs. Mm-hmm. How is that going to play out with the whole idea of state rights? Well, okay. So, I mean, there are different kinds of categories of state rights when you are considering abortion. So this whole thing about can a person be prosecuted in their state if they go to another state and have an abortion – um, that's not something that um, I don't. I don't believe any actual state government has proposed that. It's something that people have kind of envisioned as a possible worst case scenario. Now, in the Alabama legislation, um, it specifically says that um, a woman, or I guess a, a I don't person know with how, a uterus. Let me see what exactly what it says, because I think they do use some pretty gendered language here. Um, oh, that would be interesting. A woman, yeah. Yeah, a woman who, this bill would provide that a woman who receives an abortion will not be held criminally culpable or civilly liable for receiving the abortion. It says that right at the top. Um, they're, they're criminalizing it for the person who does the procedure. Ah. Um, Georgia's law doesn't have that, though. And that is what people were worried about. Um, could a person be held criminally liable um, or civilly liable in Georgia? And as far as uh, going to another state to do it, okay, I guess conspiracy to commit murder is theoretically something that you could be prosecuted for 
if you live in Georgia, and it could be proven, which, and, and let's be clear, um, from as far as I know, there's been no prosecutor's office that has said that they plan to do this kind of thing. In fact, a lot of them have affirmatively said that they won't. Um, but, yeah, worst-case scenario, hypothetical situation, I suppose um, if I uh, make, and, and you would have to, like, there would have to be a conspiracy. So I guess, um, you know, don't take advice from, don't take legal advice from a radio show, but I guess if you do plan to have an abortion, don't tell anyone in your state, because uh, then you can't be cons- uh, accused of conspiracy. Um, but uh, there's never, you know, states have jurisdiction within their borders and not outside of their borders. So if you're committing an act that would be criminal in a state, but you're doing it outside of the state, it's pretty difficult. I can't even imagine even, um, you know, I don't even know if Ruth Bader Ginsburg could make an argument that it would be considered illegal in Georgia. She's really good, which is why I'm bringing her up. Not that she would make that argument. She's just the smartest lawyer I can think of, and (laughs) I'm not sure how that legal theory would work, you know. Um, So I don't think there's any rational reason for anyone to be afraid that if they have the means, and of course it's always this thing about having the means, uh, if you have the means to go somewhere where abortion is still legal, as long as it is still legal in the United States, there's no promise that it will continue to be. But, um, you know, you can go to a place where it's legal and you should be fine. All right. So the next question is, of course, you know, moving up from the states and up to the federal court. You know, Because, of course, that is one of the big, the big areas is they have to get the Supreme Court to say yay or nay. Mm-hmm. Do we have any idea of what a realistic expectation from the Supreme Court could be? Are they going to stay with precedents, or do, you, or do we need to to look at this as a place where they may try and move away from that? Right, that's a huge. That's like the the number one question on everyone's mind. So there's two cases, actually. It's not just Roe versus Wade. People usually use Roe versus Wade as kind of shorthand for the case law making abortion legal or making it so that a state cannot outlaw abortions to a degree. Um, That was a 1973 decision, but there actually was a 1992 decision, Casey versus Planned Parenthood, that modified Roe versus Wade a little bit. And um, it's actually a more important case because um, it broadened a state's authority to regulate abortion. And it um, it has this language that says a state cannot place an undue burden on um, a, a person's ability to, to get an abortion um, within the amount of time that you know, has been declared by the Supreme Court to be, uh, what, what is it, the first two trimesters? Yeah, I think it's 20 yeah. weeks of life. I um, mean, according to Roe versus Wade, yeah. they said a, vi- a viable fetus, um, it, a state can outlaw an abortion of a viable fetus, but not a, and, and of course, you know, everyone knows that as medicine gets better and better, that changes. And, and the reason that these so-called heartbeats, which aren't really heartbeats, can be detected is only because of really recent advances in medicine, you know. So um, 
so, you know, these undue burden, remember a few years ago when we were seeing in states like Texas, these laws saying, oh, you know, we're not going to outlaw abortion, but we're going to make it so an abortion clinic can't operate unless they have, you know, hallways that are so wide and this and that, yeah. and doctors have to be admitted at hospitals, and, um, and, and those were found to be undue burdens, and they were, so they were struck down. Um, but now we have Kavanaugh and Gorsuch, who in theory were chosen for the court for the reason that they would uh, reverse the precedents in Roe versus Wade and, and Casey versus Planned Parenthood. And um, I would expect them to do so, to vote that way. Uh, but you do have the rest of the Supreme Court, seven other justices who, um, even though, you know, even Chief Justice Roberts, um, you know, people kind of pin their hopes on him. He's conservative, but he's also not a monster. And he's also someone who respects the rule of law, unlike other people we could mention, and respects precedent and respects civil rights to a degree, you know. And um, so... Yeah, I think that respect of precedence is probably going to be the biggest one to look at for that, because, I mean... It's been the, it's been decided, you know. Yes, recent science has has changed a couple of things, but not really enough to make this a whole new thing. At least that's my opinion. Yeah. Well, pre- I mean, the, the Supreme Court historically has been very unwilling to overturn cases, um, you know, very quickly because. That throws off the whole stability of the legal system. But oh, and I got to sorry, I got to stop you sure. again. Uh, but thank you for tuning in. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back to AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. You're tuned in to Atheist Talk, and I'm your host, Hertzy Hertz, in studio with Maddie Love and on the phone with Sharon from the Habeas Humor Podcast. This is our final segment with Maddie and Sharon. If you're looking, if you're curious about Minnesota Atheists, you can check out the Minnesota Atheist websites where we have previous episodes, articles, book reviews, and you can peruse the calendar of upcoming events. You can also sign up for the Atheist Weekly email, which will give you links to upcoming events. We have tons of activities going around all around the Twin Cities and outlying suburbs. For example, on June 8th, did you know, Maddie, that June 9th is the end of the world? Um, I only did because you recently told me about this. Some I kind know. of party or celebration? Yes, on June 8th, the night before, we are going to celebrate our potential last night on Earth and it is going to be awesome. There's going to be a portable puzzle box or puzzle room kind of thing going around. So hopefully we'll have a thunderstorm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there's our call out to, the, to those guys. I was trying not to. Are we going to party like it's 1999? We might. We might. It is, but there's going to be snacks. There's going to be party room. There's a VIP room in which there's going to be like supreme snacks. We're kind of going to go in with the puzzle room. It kind of has this idea of a secret society, oh. um, which may or may not be the Illuminati. The pieces are in place. Yes. And we may even try and bring in the New World Order. Like the wrestlers? 
No. Sorry, that's a WWE reference from when I was a kid. Sorry. <laughs> no. Not very good either. If, if, uh, for those of you who, who've listened to, cause we didn't, we have Dustin on from, we had Dustin on from Atheist Nomads who talked about the New World Order. I'm nodding my head, which everybody on the radio can see. <laughs> I know. That's great for an audio <laughs> podcast. <laughs> all right. But if you enjoyed the show and all we have to offer, please consider becoming a member of Minnesota Atheist while you're on the website. Membership has great perks. For example, if you're a new member, when you get your ticket, you get $10 off your ticket, which also can be for the VIP room, making that super awesome. So check out the hows on the website. Also, tickets for the the end of the world party are also on the website. And now back to our conversation with Maddie and Sharon. Sharon, before we get back to our conversation, do you want to tell our listeners where they can find you? Oh, thank you for asking. So I host the Habeas Humor podcast. Uh, like you were saying, that is um, half Latin, uh, H-A-B-E-A-S-H-U-M-O-R. It is a legal issues slash comedy show and it is designed for people who may not have any knowledge about law so you do not have to be a lawyer to listen in fact i prefer it because if you are a lawyer you're probably going to catch me making mistakes you know which is fine Sure. That'd be like I'm me open doing to feedback. Okay, that'd be like me doing an accounting podcast and being like, "Oh crap, I did the debits and credits wrong." <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you can find you there at Twitter, Facebook at Habeas Humor on Twitter, and yes, we have a Facebook page. And yeah, if you Google it, um, you'll find the the Libsyn page. Um, we're on iTunes. We're on everything. And, um, and yeah, so it's, um, I've been doing the show for approximately two years and it's, um, I, I have a great time doing it. It's a lot of work. So ever since I've been doing solo law, law practice, the shows come out less frequently, but it does still come out. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't know that you had gone into solo. Congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Um, so we were talking about the precedence of the Supreme Court before we went on to the break. Yeah. Um, and actually, I was going to say, if, if you if it's all right, can we talk about like some backlash? Like what could potentially be backlash for if the Supreme Court says, yeah, we're going to we're going to overturn. Actually, what would happen if the Supreme Court said overturn? Let's start there because it's honestly I don't know what would happen. Mm-hmm. So there are there there are different scenarios. Um, it could, in theory, get so much worse than just um, new decisions from the Supreme Court saying that they were wrong when they decided these previous cases, and that has happened. In fact, it happened um, in a good way in 2003 in the case of Lawrence versus Texas when um, when the Supreme Court determined that states cannot constitutionally outlaw sex acts between consenting adults. And until then, it had been legal for states to do that, and states had sodomy laws, and... Um, 
Texas in particular had prohibitions against, because um, some states just say, you know, no oral sex, no anal sex, regardless of who you are, you know, straight mm-hmm. couple or not. But Texas had laws saying if you're a same-sex couple, you can't have sex. And um, that was even more discriminatory. Uh, Sandra Day O'Connor was a, um, she was of the opinion that she would have uh, been okay with the law if it didn't discriminate against gay people. The, the way that, cause, and I should, I should, for context, in 1986, the Supreme Court decided the case of, I want to say 86, was it 86 or 88? I'm pretty sure 86, Bowers versus Hardwick in which um, a Georgia sodomy law had gone for review. And that was a law that was egalitarian as far as, as gender. Um, it just said no, you know, no sex, I think, you know, no oral, no analyte, something like that. And, uh, and that had been upheld by the Supreme Court saying, hey, it doesn't discriminate, right? So it's fine. Um, and Sandra Day O'Connor, when, when uh, Lawrence versus Texas came up, um, Sandra Day O'Connor said, hey, I would be fine with, if it was like the Georgia law, we could just strike down the Texas law on equal protection grounds, uh, but keep, you know, keep our decision. But the rest of the majority um, decided that their, their previous decision had been wrong. And that was actually pretty monumental, because that was a 14-year difference. And ne- never in the history of the Supreme Court has a decision by them been overturned in the space of 14 years. And um, like like we were discussing prior to the commercial break, that's important because the Supreme Court, you know, the, the, the Latin for standing by precedent is, or stand by things decided is stare decisis. And that's, that's not written into our Constitution anywhere, but that's what courts have been using as a rule for, over a thousand years, at least in um, America and our legal predecessor, England, to um, promote a system that has stability. Because if you, if your highest court is going to reverse itself often, then no one knows what you know. There's just no stability. So our Supreme Court in the United States values stability, and they don't reverse themselves often. And when Oh, are we going to commercial again? Actually, this we can. Um, I was going to say we can actually continue this in the extended interview if you're all right with that. Thank you for tuning in to Atheist Talk. We'd love for you to join us again next Sunday, which should be another exciting episode. Have a great weekend. Bye.